Do you have low testosterone? Chances are, if you are a millennial man or Gen Zer, your testosterone is much lower than your parents or your grandparents. You're watching the Dr. Jake Podcast. Welcome back to the Dr. Jake Podcast. I'm Dr. Jake Schmutz. I'm an integrative doctor and naturopathic physician in Salt Lake City. And in this podcast, I share with you how to heal your body down to the root causes and get your energy back without harmful drugs or surgeries. I'm here today with my co-host, Teresa Marie, to talk how to know if men have low testosterone and what to do to increase it. Yes, as testosterone levels plummet in our society, not only are we seeing and experiencing differences in our health with some of like, you know, the more commonly known symptoms like low sex drive, for example, but it also affects our longevity. So as a wife and a mother, I really am looking forward to this conversation, Dr. Jake, because I want to be able to know what to look for in my husband and my sons um, so that we can all, you know, have long, healthy lives. So let's get started then. Big core question here. Why we're even having to do this podcast in the first place is that low testosterone is increasing. Why? Why do Gen Zs have lower testosterone than millennials and millennials have less testosterone than Gen Xers? and so forth and until we get to our, our, our grandparents, like the boomers, what, what's going on? I think the biggest one we need to talk about is really the big change in how many toxins we are exposed to now compared to our parents or even our grandparents uh, were exposed to. I think that's the biggest reason why our testosterone levels keep decreasing and decreasing with each generation is because we are bombarded by so many different chemicals that act as xenoestrogens. These are chemicals that act like estrogen throughout the body. So in men, when you have too much estrogen, it will affect how much your body is able to make testosterone through that effect. In women, it just makes you have way too much estrogen and that causes an imbalance of estrogen progesterone. That's a big issue too. And that's another thing that we need to talk about. But that's really a big one there too. A big one also is that a lot of women are using birth control pills. And this might sound really weird as why does that have any effect on men? The thing is, is when a woman urinates in the toilet or whatever, it gets in our plumbing supply and that water goes all together and it goes to the filtration system, but the filtration system does not clean out all the estrogen or progesterone that is in that birth control. And then we drink, if you're not filtering your water well, that actually filters the estrogen uh, and you're, you're a male you're drinking a lot of estrogen throughout your water. And then you have high estrogen levels again through that way. And that's affecting the ability to make high testosterone levels also. Also a bad thing that we're happening generation to generation is we are all getting fatter. Each generation's fatter. Even millennials are uh, skinnier than Gen Zers. It just keeps on getting fatter and fatter and fatter. And the more fat that you have on the body, the more ability that you have of your testosterone being converted into estrogen. This is through an enzyme called your aromatase enzyme. And you have a lot of this enzyme in fat. So the more fat you have on your body, the lower your testosterone is going to be because you're making more estrogen. So you're not only getting low testosterone, you're actually getting higher estrogen, which is making you not be able to uh, have the male characteristics that most men really desire because they have high estrogen compared to the testosterone levels. I think those are some of the bigger ones. There are some other things that are likely related to this, but there's not as much research on this uh, topic. So I'll, I'll stick it with this part so far. Fascinating. Well, okay. So before we even jump into why this, this 
really matters. One of the things that you you brought up um, that I want I want to pin for later on is you talk about the water. So I am pinning that for later on when we start talking about how we can men can increase their testosterone if they have low testosterone. And maybe we can even add it as to like, how can you prevent having low testosterone in the first place? Let's, let's definitely talk about what they can do to filter their water so that they're reducing, um, you know, the estrogen that they're taking in. But before we jump into that, let's get to the big, so what? All right. So we have low testosterone. Okay. So we have some, you know, less facial hair. We, you know, maybe lower sex drives. I mean, I see a lot of these Gen Zers walking around. They don't seem to care too much. Is there a concern? Is there, is there dangers for men if they have low testosterone in other areas besides, you know, inconveniences or, you know, cultural gender roles and things like that? Having low testosterone, is it really harmful or is it just some inconveniences that come along with it? And actually, it is harmful to have low testosterone levels. In the research that we see is that you need higher testosterone levels to help decrease cardiovascular disease. Now, if you have too high of testosterone and you're not making natural testosterone, it actually increases the risk. But if you have good, healthy testosterone levels, it's going to help decrease various cardiovascular diseases. I think most guys really do care about their brain health. Um, having a good, healthy testosterone level decreases Alzheimer's and dementia risk. So it's like we said before, it's not about just uh, the appearance of things is we want healthy cardiovascular systems, we want healthy brain. And also when you have low testosterone levels, it's going to be much more difficult to be able to lose weight. And it's going to be more difficult to be able to lose fat. The more fat on your body, especially the more fat you have around your abdomen, increases your risk of all kinds of diseases like cardiovascular disease, like diabetes, um, like digestive issues, all kinds of things are going to increase because you have higher fat levels in your body. So those are three of the main things that we want to talk about that having low testosterone actually affects your, your well-being and your, and your health in general. All right. Well, definitely, I think gives a good reason to think, okay, maybe I should look into whether or not I have low testosterone, especially if you are a man. So let's take a look specifically at what the signs and symptoms are. So I have a little list here. Let's just start from the top. Um, what are the physical, as far as physical appearance, what are some of the physical appearance signs of someone who might be struggling with, uh, of a man struggling to make enough testosterone? The physical appearances that a man has that has low testosterone is first off, Typically, they tend to be a, a little chubbier, have a little bit more fat on them, and don't have as much muscle mass. Also, it's related to they tend to not be able to grow as much facial hair or hair throughout their body. Um, they sometimes can tend to have a little bit, this isn't a physical appearance, but they can tend to have a little bit of a higher voice, not as low of a voice. Um, those are some of the big, the big ones that are related to physical appearance and low testosterone levels. What about emotional or mental effects of low testosterone? The emotional effects that come along with having low testosterone is in men is a, the biggest one is decreased motivation or desire. So you're not going to be as motivated or want to do things as much, either doing things that need to be done like your work or schoolwork, but also you're not going to have as much motivation to do things you love. And you're not going to have, a, especially not as much motivation to actually do things that are 
active. That's the mental piece, but also you're not going to have as much muscle mass, so you're not going to care about that as much also. Also, it will affect your sleep. I've noticed this a lot of my patients. It's not something I really think about also is when I see patients who go testosterone and they do complain about their sleep, but I'm not like, I'm not prescribing testosterone for that, but I give them testosterone or supplements to increase their testosterone. I see that their sleep greatly improves. So that's an interesting one too, especially in men, when you get their testosterone healthy, their, uh, their sleep improves. Interesting. Okay. So, so far we have, as far as physical appearance, you know, you might have lower muscle mass, higher amount of fat, less facial hair, higher, you know, higher sounding voice, um, emotional mental effects going to be more lack of motivation, lack of desire for not just work, but also things that you actually care about. Um, and so forth. And then possibly even poor sleep at this point. So, I mean, I'm assuming we can, could, I mean, this might even be masked as something that might appear like depression. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a lot of people with low testosterone could be diagnosed with depression, and that could be the main cause of their depression is low testosterone level. And so they're thinking, I need Prozac, but in actuality, a little testosterone supplementation could be all that they need to actually feel more like, you know, the, who they want to be. Interesting. Okay, so then let's talk about some of the ones that we know most typically, but maybe go a little bit more into detail. What are the, uh, the sexual effects of low testosterone? So what happens uh, sexually with low testosterone levels, the really big one is low libido. So let's say you're going around and you had a good sex drive and now it's decreased. That's a big uh, sign that likely your testosterone levels are getting low. Now, there are all kinds of other confounding variables. It's not just related to testosterone. But it's a good idea to get that checked because of that. Uh, also, you can start to have a rectal dysfunction if you have low testosterone levels. So you want to get that checked out if you're suffering with that. A lot of times we thought of this. So, oh, that's the only one you get in your 50s, 60s, 70s. But I'm seeing this happen as early as 30s nowadays. So it's very interesting how uh, rectal dysfunction is becoming an epidemic nowadays. Yes. And I want to talk a little bit more about that um, with both of those. So let's first talk about libido, you know, especially for somebody who might have had low testosterone from when they were young, especially if you're a Gen Zer, you know, uh, they're bombarded with a lot of these chemicals and so forth from the time they were young. And so we're starting to see like even just as a high school and college age young men, just not having the level of testosterone that you know, their parents or grandparents might have had at that same age. And so they don't know. This is just what they've always been, right? What would you say, I'm sure there's obviously a range, but would be like a, a litmus paper test for what would be considered a healthy libido for a man. So that if, if, if you're the type of person that's like, oh, I only, I only desire it you know, once a month, and isn't that normal? Um, it, it, maybe it is. Dr. Jake, do you have like a range that somebody can look at and say, okay, yeah, I'm in that range or no, I'm far from that. Um, definitely. If you're only having a desire, uh, to have sex only once a month, that's definitely not a healthy testosterone level. You should at least be having that desire at least, uh, twice a week. It doesn't mean that necessarily it's going to happen that much, but, uh, <laughs> twice a week is to, lucky, at least have the desire. Um, obviously if you see a beautiful woman, she should have some type of desire. It doesn't mean that you want to engage in anything like that, but you have a sensation of, uh, 
is sexuality. So uh, at least two times a month, a week, if not more, is healthy testosterone. Not like a teenage boy that wants it 24-7. Right, right. Like that's, uh, hormones are raging at that point. That's As crazy you start yeah. into the Man, things calm down about twice a week would be like, a, you know you're in the healthy zone. Okay. Then as yeah. far as the, um, the erectile dysfunction, um, are you seeing more of the, an, an issue where uh, the men with low testosterone are having a hard time developing an erection at all? Or is it that they, they can't keep one? Or what does that look like where that shows you might have a testosterone issue? Low testosterone and erectile dysfunction can be related to both. Uh, you can't maintain an erection or you can't get an erection at all. What I notice in more of the younger group, like let's say 30-year-olds that are starting to get low testosterone and having erectile dysfunction, is that they're just not able to uh, maintain an erection. It's not like they can't get it at all. They're not able to maintain it. Uh, but I do see it even in that population group that they can't get it at all. So it's, it varies from person to person. And it doesn't really depend upon how low the testosterone levels is. Some can have really low, really, really low testosterone levels and they can still get an erection, but it's just they can't maintain it. Right. And I can imagine how some of them, if they don't recognize that it's testosterone, might be confused and thinking, well, is there something wrong with you know, my relationship or is it, you know, and, mm -hmm. and trying to figure out, you know, what, what's going on where really it's, it's nothing going on with the person that you're with or, or your life. It has to do with your testosterone. Are there yeah. any other signs that we've missed? We've talked about the physical and appear physical appearance effects. We've talked about the emotional and mental effects or symptoms. And we've talked about um, uh, the sexual symptoms. Are there any other signs or symptoms that a man might have if they're struggling with low testosterone? Yes, we've had missed some. So some things that we need to look at is you need to make sure that they affect your energy. So let's say you're dealing with low energy. It could be related to your testosterone. You should get that looked at. It also will affect your concentration, your ability to focus and also remember things. So that could be related to your testosterone levels are also. All right. So let's say someone's listening and they're thinking, oh my goodness, you know, I definitely seem to have some symptoms. Um, what are some labs that they can get from a doctor that can help them verify that this is indeed an issue? And what kind of ranges should they be looking at to decide if, if they're in the optimal range? Now, I say optimal because I know that oftentimes what's considered normal isn't necessarily optimal, especially since they're comparing to other people in the same demographic and so forth. And all everybody's struggling with some of the same things. So what would be an optimal range and what kind of labs should they get? Let's say that you feel like your testosterone level is low, you probably should get some laboratory work done. The labs that you wanna get done is you wanna get a free and total testosterone. So you wanna make sure it is free and total, not just total testosterone. Most doctors that are just gonna order that total testosterone. And also I would like to get a total estrogens checked also, because I wanna see how high your estrogen level is and we need to do anything about that regarding your low testosterone level. Optimum range that you want for a total testosterone is you want that to be at least 600 to 900. That's really the healthy range. I know that if you look at the laboratory work, it's going to say it's healthy from like 300 up to uh, like 950. That's really not the optimal range. That's just what's normal. And obviously, like we just talked about, that normal is changing generation to generation. That's not really ideal level. Ideal level is the 600 to 900 range. And then depending on the lab you have, you want your pre-testosterone to be on the upper range of normal. 
The exact number for estrogen levels will vary lab to lab, lab corp, quest, or other labs that you're doing. But what you want to look at is you want to make sure that your estrogen is not on the high end of that normal range that it has there. That's the big thing you want to look at. And you want to ideally have your estrogen in the lower range. But if it's in the middle range, it's nothing to really worry about. It's in the middle range. Your testosterone looks good. Don't worry about that. But the big thing is you want to make sure that your estrogen is not above normal in the, or in the high normal. That's an important thing to really look at. And then you definitely want to do some treatment for that if, if you do have that. All right. Well, let's jump into that then. Okay. So you're a man. You've, you have some symptoms of low testosterone. You went, you got your, your, your labs uh, checked for your free testosterone and your total testosterone. And it shows, yes, you have low testosterone. What are some solutions, some treatments, um, conventional, unconventional, um, that they can do to help get their, uh, their testo testosterone levels um, to an optimal range for a healthy meal? So to increase our testosterone, get in a good, healthy range, I'm going to start with lifestyle uh, changes that we should be making or uh, that we need to do. Uh, first off is we need to make sure that we are getting enough sleep per night. So you need to make sure you're getting seven to nine hours of sleep a night. If you're not, your testosterone is likely going to be low if you're not doing that consistently. We also want to make sure we have a good balance of our muscle and fat mass. If you have a lot of fat on your body, it's going to be very difficult for you to be able to get testosterone levels in a healthy manner because what's happening is like I talked about earlier, if you have a lot of fat on your body, it's going, you have a aromatase enzyme that's going to convert all the testosterone that's being made from your testes and adrenal glands. A lot of that's going to be converted into estrogen. And so we want to make sure we increase our muscle mass compared to our fat. Leading into that is we want to make sure that we have good muscle mass. So we want to do aerobic anaerobic activity. That means lifting weights to build our, our muscle. Just having more muscle mass is going to increase your testosterone level throughout your body. Another one is we want to make sure we decrease our stress. This is a huge one that I see in men. Men that are really stressed out almost always have low testosterone levels. So you want to find out ways that you can do to decrease how much stress you have or modify your work that you're doing or the relationship you're in or whatever, because this is greatly affecting uh, your testosterone levels. Now let's talk about what we can do supplementally or medications that we could take to increase testosterone. Let's start first with bioidentical testosterone therapy. Let's talk about what the differences are, which is testosterone therapy and bioidentical. The big thing is how it's prescribed. Bioidentical testosterone, a practitioner that specializes that is going to prescribe the testosterone based on what is normal for your body and put it in a good, healthy physiological state. So like put it into 600 or 900 and not go above that range because that's not really a natural way of making your testosterone level. So that's bioidentical. Also, the form of the medication that they're using is going to be compounded in such a way that it looks exactly like your own testosterone. It's not going to have any amino acids or anything attached to it to increase its potency throughout the body. So that's a bioidentical testosterone. That's usually what I do in my, in, in my practice. Uh, you can do it in several different ways. Most The best way that I like is through a cream. That's the most absorbable form. If you're doing it through a trophy uh, capsule or cream, you can do an injection. That is, in my opinion, not as good as doing these creams because what happens with when you're doing an injection of testosterone or let's say you do a pellet of testosterone, 
you get this huge surge of testosterone, which isn't how your body naturally makes testosterone. It's making it every day. It's not like it makes a lot and then it trickles off and makes a lot and trickles off. That's how an injection is. But if you use a cream base, you actually get able to apply that daily and get it in more of a natural way your body makes it. Now, there are nuances to this, and I prescribe it all these different forms for my patients. And some people do better with the injection compared to the cream. But I really try to work hard on getting the cream on patients because they're going to have a healthier level of testosterone. It's not going to have the big surges. They're actually going to have the benefits all the time. If you t I talk to a lot of my patients that are doing the injections. If you do the injection, they feel great for a couple of days, and then they're like, oh, it's starting to wear off. I'm, gonna, I'm really wanting my injection. And then the, they get to the time to do an injection. Uh, when the creams, they don't really have those uh, die-offs that can, can happen there. Um, also, there's other, other forms that you could use testosterone, but uh, those are the most common ones that I like to use for, for my patients. That's, so that's the prescription route. You don't always have to go to the prescription route. Many, ways, many times we're able to increase it through other means, through those lifestyle changes that we talked about, but also we have some herbs that can work well. There's a lot of herbs on the market that are, that are supposedly able to increase your testosterone, and there's definitely premise for those. Today, I'm going to talk about some of the ones that have the most research on it. The biggest one that has the most research consistently is ashwagandha. Probably a lot of people don't think of ashwagandha. It's getting more news in the press to increase in testosterone. More it was used, oh, it's going to help my adrenal glands, help my stress, et cetera, help me sleep. But also we're noticing that this helps make healthy testosterone levels. So let's say you're scared of testosterone. You don't want to get more testosterone. Maybe a woman's listening to this. It's not like it's going to make you have way too high testosterone levels. It helps your body make your natural, healthy testosterone. That's what's really cool about ashwagandha. And also we talked about how stress can be a problem. And ashwagandha helps manage the stress. So it's going to help increase your testosterone, but also help decrease the stress and help your body make its testosterone better because it's managing the stress factor. Another one I really like is ginseng. This is another one we don't really think a lot about with testosterone, but it consistently has good research on it. And this works very similarly to ashwagandha. It doesn't have as much research as ashwagandha does, but it's still good. But it's going to help increase testosterone levels, increase blood flow circulation, and also improve cardiovascular health. A big piece of low testosterone and erectile dysfunction are related to cardiovascular issues because you're not getting enough blood flow nitric oxide going into the genital area, which then is going to affect the testosterone level. So ginseng helps with that. And also ginseng is also a great adaptogen. So it's going to really help with our stress levels also. So let's dive into some nutrients now is we want to make sure that our vitamin D is in good level. That doesn't mean you have to take vitamin D, but if you live a higher away from the equator or you're in a really cold place, you don't get outside very much, or if you just don't go outside in general, is you're probably going to need to do vitamin D supplementation. Like if you live in Utah, where I live right now, about from November to March, you are going to need to take vitamin D supplementation to be able to maintain a good vitamin D level. Other times you don't. You could go out in the sun, don't wear a lot of sunscreen, and that's going to boost your vitamin D level. And the important thing is we want to make sure your vitamin Ds are in the right range. And it's important to do some blood work through a doctor that knows uh, what range is a healthy range is we want to get your blood work between 50 to 70. It's a healthy range for your vitamin D, and that's going to help in various aspects, but also help, uh, like we're talking about here, increase your testosterone levels. Another one is zinc. Zinc is really important for your body to be able to make testosterone. So if you're deficient in zinc, it's going to be difficult for you to make testosterone. So we want to make sure you get zinc supplementation to help support that. 
Last ones I wanted to talk about, I kind of lumped these all in one little category is uh, some that are very common that guys are taking to help increase their testosterone, but the research is getting weaker on this is tribulus and horny goat weed are common ones that people are taking to increase testosterone. But we're seeing that the research, it's not necessarily increasing testosterone, but it's what's important about what I'm seeing that's interesting about it is, and this includes Yohimbi too, is that it increases all the mild effects of testosterone, it improves. So it's not necessarily increasing testosterone, but it's increasing a lot of the effects that guys don't want from testosterone, like low libido, rectal dysfunction, poor mood, uh, and all these type of things is taking these type of herbs have actually helped. Last thing I want to talk about is something called fenugreek. This is something we really talk about in the testosterone world, but there's a there's good research coming out that this helps support testosterone levels in a different way than all these other supplements that I talked about. What it does is helps decrease the breakdown of your testosterone. Remember how we talked about aromatase when you have high fat and how that it decreases your testosterone level? Taking fenugreek helps decrease that effect of the aromatase and decreases the breakdown of your testosterone into estrogen and also decreases valvalfa reductase. So fenugreek is great to take on board with all these others. Uh, herbs and nutrients that we talked about to help decrease the breakdown of your testosterone star. Fascinating. Well, thank you so much for that. So we got a great breakdown of the bioidentical, the dietary changes, the lifestyle changes that we can make, as well as some of these herbs. Now in your um, office, Dr. Jake, do you tend to start off on the, on the herbal side or supplemental side before you jump to bioidentical? Or do you sometimes jump right in, uh, you know, all the way to the, you know, medicines? So what do I do in my office? Do I start with uh, prescribing testosterone or do I start with herbs to help increase testosterone? This all depends on the patient and what they really want. Usually herbs are going to be slower than uh, the testosterone. So someone that's in a big hurry, usually they're going to be put on the testosterone because they're like, hey, I'm in a hurry. I want to get this up. The herbs are going to be a little slower. It's going to take several months to be able to get that up. But uh, so I just depended on the patient. I don't necessarily make my own decision on that. It depends on what the patient wants to do. I imagine also if somebody is on the, you know, it, it, on the cusp of low testosterone or something like that, where it's, it's not, yeah, for sure. not really significant that you could probably go a little bit easier with herbs than, than jumping right into prescriptions. Definitely. That's a hundred percent. Okay, so if somebody's listening now and, and you think, okay, I definitely have the symptoms, I don't want to have the cardiovascular effects and, and some of these other, you know, maleffects that can happen from testosterone, I want to get this taken care of. How can they get a hold of you, Dr. Gig? Yeah, visit our website, integrativemedica.com, find our phone number there, give my receptionist a call. And you can set up a visit with me or some of my other great doctors that I have at the office. You could also just set it up online if you would like. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, if you like this show today, please let us know by giving us a positive review. If we have any uh, links to certain supplements and so forth, we'll make sure I have those in the show notes and we'll see you on the other side. Hey, Dr. Jake, thank you for your time today. And if you enjoyed the show, then do us a favor and leave a review. It helps more people to find the show, which could save their life. And remember, this is a podcast and should not replace personalized attention from a medical professional like Dr. Jake. 
If you or someone you know has been diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder, cancer of any stage, or a life-changing illness, visit our website today and schedule a virtual appointment with one of our doctors who can lead you to a treatment plan in your area. That's integrativemedica.com. Integrativemedica.com. Thank you for listening to the Integrative Medica podcast with Dr. Jake. To hear past episodes and get alerts for the future, subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform and be sure to follow us on YouTube as well. Just search for Integrative Medica with Dr. Jake.